How many of you are happy to be? <laughs> it's a yay, Jesus. I'm so grateful. Uh, I came in here the other day, and um, we, um, I sat up there with uh, my 12-string guitar and played for a minute, and I felt the anointing come like a fire inside of me. And I was like, how many of you really appreciate that when you go through some kind of a trial, the Lord says, I have something for you on the other end of this. So I think my heart is uh, deepening during this time. And as I sought the Lord about this morning, you know, uh, everybody say divine power unto divine nature. Divine power. I asked the Lord about, I was working and studying and stuff, and you know, you kind of accumulate and gather things and all this stuff. And I said, Lord, how are we going to do this today? And I prayed, and this is what the Lord gave me. He focused me on 2 Peter 1, 3 and 4. So in the midst of all that's going on in the world, in the, during Peter's time, talking about Peter, this is the second letter that Peter wrote. And uh, the world was in a state... Uh, the, the, the believers were scattered and they were in a state of facing persecution and false teaching. And his answer to all that was going on is this. Everybody say this. To mature in Christ. To mature in Christ. Maturity in Christ in the midst of everything is the biblical pattern for stability in trying times. So how many of you like to be anchored in the love of God in a deeper way? How many of you would like to have the peace that passes understanding, walking in an overcoming faith, being filled with the God-given hope? How many of you? This does not in any way ignore the pressures of the world. This does uh, what Jesus said, you know, we're going to have tribulations uh, that they would come, but be of good cheer. He's overcome the world. So let's look at this first part of this verse. 2 Peter 1 verse 3 says, His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our, through our knowledge of Him who called us by His own glory and goodness. Back it up again. Let's look at that again. His divine power has given us everything we need. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of Him who has called us by His own glory and goodness. There's this divine power that God has made available to you and I. And it gives us everything that we need to live for Him. Everything. It's a divine power that He has put within the believer. It comes inside and there's the manifestation of His life in us. Now watch what it does. In the next verse it says, through these, so through these, His glory and goodness, through these He has given us His very great and precious promises. Everybody say great and precious promises. This is the, 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 the Word of God that God has given so that through them you may participate in the divine nature. Participate. Would you say that? Participate. 
God is calling you. Look, you're going to always, you're, you're, you're going to always be like, he's, the, he's the, the greater light, we're the lesser light. We reflect, we reflect him. He's going to be the one that has the power. It's his divine power. His divine power comes in. But it helps us do something. It helps us participate in His divine nature. It helps us to participate in the divine nature. So there's things that, that you need and I need to have happen in and through our life that can't happen without His divine power. And the vehicle of that divine power are these promises. The Word of God whispered into your spirit. And when the Word of God is whispered into your spirit... There is a participation that happens inside of you. And that participation is with divine nature. Jesus is cool. Jesus is not worried. Jesus is in authority. Jesus has great peace. Jesus Christ has divine nature that He imparts for into you to participate with who He is. And it comes via this divine power that whispers into your heart an exceeding great and precious promise. And somehow in the midst of that, a couple of things happen. You not only participate with Him in His character, in His nature, but you escape the corruption of the world that's in evil desires. How many of you are happy that that could happen? How many of you know that? How many of you have had something that the Lord, you've been defeated over the fact that you're messed up for a long time and the Lord speaks something and suddenly gives you hope. There's a power that comes where you get to participate in something that He doesn't have that craving. He doesn't have that problem. And He begins to help you escape the corruption of it. This is what He's whispered in my heart. He says, just tell everybody that I have divine power. I have divine power. And then that divine power is going to open your heart to receive something of a whisper, something of a, of a, a quickening, of an impression, of a, of a, of a, to answer to a need that you have. Let's praise Him right now. Say, Lord, You have what I need. You speak what I need in the midst of this situation where I can be participating with Your divine nature. And I can walk with you in the midst of a corrupt world, shining as a light in Christ Jesus because of exceeding promises that you whisper and put inside my spirit. Let's praise the Lord. Open up to revelation because the Lord wants to take any wax out of your ears. Any, he spent the whole morning lifting off pressures. He's come and said, I'm going to give you and say something. You cause you to walk in a certain kind of victory that you haven't had lately. Praise His name. Praise His name. Let's praise Him. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The Lord says, I want you to participate with me. Peter participated one day. He saw Jesus walking on the water. And he gave him a divine, he gave him a divine power to respond. And what he did is he spoke a promise. He said, come. And Peter stood on the word come and walked on the water and participated in the divine nature of God for a few minutes. How many of you want more of the life-giving whispers. His divine power has given us everything we need. 
or godly life through our knowledge of Him who has caused us, called us. Tell somebody next to you, I'm called. I'm called. Jesus called me. You remember the time? Remember the moment? Remember the day? So, our answer in trying times is very simple and profound. Would you say this with me? We continually rely upon the unique person and work of Jesus Christ. We continually, it's not about anything else. It's never about anything else. And when the Lord shows up, the most marvelous, miraculous things occur. When Jesus shows up in the fire, nobody gets burned. When Jesus shows up, things change. How many of you have had, could, could have every reason to be totally under everything? And then, so, you know, I was telling what we were talking about. Hey, you know, with this COVID thing, I lost my sense of taste and almost my sense of humor one night. But Jesus wants to make sure that you have, you're participating. So he gives you his divine power via a whisper of his word into you. His divine power is given. Next one, through this life-giving promises which empower us to participate in His divine nature. Jesus Himself lived this way. He lived listening to the Father's voice through the Holy Spirit speaking to Him. Jesus modeled this pathway of walking with the divine power causing Him to understand what to do in the moment He was in. To know what to do, to how to navigate, to how to, to walk through what he was going to, to actually work the timing out for his own crucifixion and resurrection. He was in charge of everything because he was being led by the Lord. Let's just go ahead and tell the Lord we want to be led. We need to renew some things. There's some foundational things. We need to just declare to the Lord this morning. We need to establish, I'm going to have a fresh, renewed mind in the Spirit of God. I have divine power that comes, and I'm going to participate with the Lord in a way that I haven't recently. Come on. So are you anchored in Christ? Is the foundation of your soul built upon who He is and what He's done for you? So I want to talk to uh, in the truth of who Jesus is and, and um, not be swayed from Him. And I desire that our lives reflect the person of Jesus no matter... Don't you love it when uh, your life reflects what Jesus is no matter what's going on? Oh, that's gold, that's gold, that's gold. But here's what... See, what happens to you? What happens when we're hit with discouragement? Let me say that the goal of the devil is one thing. I don't think I put this up here. I didn't even want to put it up here. But it's this. To dishearten us. To dishearten. The word dishearten means to depress or ruin one's hope. To, to depress. But our passage declares that we've been given divine power that supplies everything we need to live a godly life through our knowledge of Jesus. Jesus has called us by His glory and goodness. And through this calling by His glory and goodness, we've been given something. And that something empowers us to participate in His divine nature. And that something is the life-giving quickening of exceeding great and precious promises of His Word. 
These God-inspired verses of Scripture that speak life to us not only sustain us, but they help us become more like Jesus. Uh, but in fact, they, they keep us in Him. How many of you have had... Um, uh, do you, how do you, well, here's the question. How do you overcome something designed to dishearten you? How do you overcome something designed to dishearten you? Well, you get your heart, your mind back into the life-giving Word. And you listen. You make the time. Now, when I was feeling really raunchy and just tired and exhausted and stuff, I I looked for things. Uh, it was hard to do this. But here's what I settled on. I settled on the character of God. I settled on the reality that Jesus Christ, Father God, absolutely loves me. That I am loved. There was no question about that in the trial. How many of you had that? Because the devil wants to dishearten and say, you know, if you were, because you're just such a lousy person, I, you're sick because of that. And try to put some kind of a whammy on you. You can walk through any kind of thing, any kind of trial, knowing that the Lord is with you. Walking through anything that the Lord is saying, I'm here and I'm with you. And you have to settle your heart on it because your flesh don't feel that way. You don't, your mind feels fatigued. Everything feels shot. You don't feel very good. But in the middle of that, there can come a whisper. There can come something. It might just be the sense, like with me, it was mainly the, just the sense of, of knowing that the Lord was with me, and that was enough. How many of you have had times when you've been in a trial, and He whispered something, and you can still remember it today, that it sustained you? Sometimes the Lord will just come and be close to you for a moment and it changes everything. And your spirit is lightened and you know that He's there. How many of you get, can get real wearisome in your mind when you're tired physically? I think that's why the Lord just took me to this passage and said, I want to release upon you this day a divine power so you can freshly participate in my divine nature again with confidence. And I believe the Lord wants to just open up the heaven around you and cause you to hear His pristine voice again. I was Three weeks ago, um, one of the people that came down, the Lord gave me a specific understanding of uh, what He was doing in their life. I was talking with someone on the phone and the Lord brought this up and said He was doing the same thing in their life. This is it. The Lord is already working around you. Father God is already... He's doing things. He is initiating the kingdom of God. He's doing things in people's lives. When you're under it and you're un, not sensitive to that, you feel like He's doing nothing. But the Lord wants you and I to participate with what He's already doing. Jesus said, the Father is already working. I just go find what He's doing. And I feel like that's a word for us this morning. 
The Lord says, do you want your heart to be glad and full and filled? Look and see where I'm already moving. Look and see what I'm already doing. And come along and pray and participate with that. Don't get in the way of it. Come under and support it. Be sensitive to what the Holy Spirit is wanting to do. Somebody just lift up your heart and say, that's me, Lord. That's me. I want to participate because there's a fullness of joy. There's, a, there's things that begin to happen. So don't write off anything. Open your heart. Let me just go ahead and say, in the midst of great pressure, there's great need that begins to come up in the, in the, inside of the human personality. There is a need uh, being driven up that wasn't even driven up before. And the Holy Spirit is coming to meet that need. And you want, and I want to be participating with Him. And understanding how we can be His voice and bring clarity and joy and not be some religious thing. Be a love-filled agent of the Holy Spirit. Sensitive to Him. There are great days coming upon our lives. Miracle dimensions. The works of the Holy Spirit. Be like Jesus don't give in. Don't give up. Don't give up. Go and get under it. Get the divine power in your spirit. Listen to His voice. You will be energized and participate with His very nature. And somebody's going to be hugging you in heaven and saying, because of you, I'm here. Paul learned this secret. Man, let's just go ahead and love the Lord for a second Say, good job, good job, Pastor. You poured that out there. I really did sense the Lord saying to me and by speaking to those two different people about that idea. I'm moving. Get your mind off of this and get over here. I'm moving. Sensitize your hearts to the Holy Spirit. Listen to watch. Do you know how lovingly God surrounded your life with people of faith when He was drawing you into the kingdom? Do you know that He may be doing that with your life with somebody else right now? Just get say, it's me, O Lord. Here I am, send me. Just tell the Lord, I want to be sensitive. I want to be a part of what you're doing. Paul learned a, a secret, a major secret in the divine nature being with him. He called it Christ in you, the hope of glory. I want to just walk through, not, not big, a long time in this, but just a little bit here. 2 Corinthians 4, verse 7 says this. By the way, this whole passage, I thought I was going to be camping on this whole chapter here, but just Jumping into the middle of this, he's, I love this verse. I've always loved this verse. This has just been one of those. It, I memorized it originally out of the King James. It says, we have these um, this, uh, earthen vessels. But he says, we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not of us. The next uh, slide says this, the treasure is a place in which good and precious things are collected and laid up. So this jar is just the word for vessel. The clay is the uh, idea of earthen. And it adds this. This is the interesting part about this word clay. It says, with the added suggestion of frailty. You and I are not all that much. But we have this treasure in this frail vessel. That's why he says, I'm going to let you participate with my divine nature. Because you're just frail clay. 
But I'm given a divine power. I've given this excellent power to have inside. This excellency means beyond all measure. Superiority. Power means strength and ability. Inherent power. Power residing in a thing by virtue of its nature. So I ask this question. So what is the capacity of this treasure? Of excellent power within these frail jars of clay. And uh, when you see these next verses, you go, what in the world is he talking about? But we're going to see something. 2 Corinthians 4, 8 and 9 says, we are afflicted in every way, but not crushed. Somebody say hallelujah. Perplexed, but not driven to despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. There was a song we would sing. So afflicted means troubled. It means to press as grapes, to press hard upon. It says uh, we were afflicted, you know, trouble, uh, affliction, distress, but we're not crushed. We're not hemmed in. We're not cramped. We're not hemmed in closely. We're, there's something about the divine power. This, this divine power that goes in and you participate with it, it looks like all hope is gone and suddenly it's not. That is an interesting reality of the kingdom of God manifesting inside of a person. Where hell comes to steal and you go, I'm still full. I'm not crushed. Perplexed. Perplexed is an interesting word. It means to be without resources and to be left wanting and be embarrassed, to be in doubt, not know which way to turn, not know how to decide what to do. Look at that. But he says, we're not despairing to not be utterly at loss, not despondent, to not be utterly destitute of measures of resources, not renouncing hope. There's something of the divine power that comes in, and when this pressure comes on, you go in. Not me, baby. There's something that generates the reality of the resurrected Christ inside of us. But you can't get your hopes built on whatever else. you got to just center in the Lord. Have the treasure persecuted to make, to run, to flee, to put to flight, to drive away, to pursue in a hostile manner in every way, whatever, to harass, trouble, you know, be mistreated, suffer persecution on account. And he says, look, we're persecuted, but we are not, everybody say not forsaken, not abandoned or deserted, not left helpless. And then he throws this idea out. How many of you do feel like you're getting a little bit of something out of this? See, the treasure has to do with, look, the treasure, the divine power that you participate in has to do with when things come really against you and it's not over. It's just not over. There's something else generated with inside. And Paul says it this way, verse 10. I don't, know, I don't even know if I have the next. I'll just read it. I don't know if I have it up there. I forget Always carrying in the body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our bodies. For we who live are always given over to death for Jesus' sake so that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our mortal flesh. So death is at work in us, but life in you. Hallelujah. There it is. Now, this is really crazy for a minute here. Because this is not fun to me. This part of the verse. Let me just ask it this way. What do you need to die to 
that probably just could have cut right into it. What is the Lord calling you to die to right now? Does He say, give up on that? Just give it. Carry around the body of death. What is the Lord's priority in your heart right now? Because I know this, depression is not it. There's a joy that the Lord wants you to walk in. There's a peace that He wants you to live in. There's cups overflowing that He wants us to be a part of. Can we just uh, lift up our heads and praise Him just for a minute? Just, just take a moment. Hallelujah. Praise You, Lord Jesus. Praise You, Jesus. I think the Lord just quickened me to slow down here because there's a liberation. Somebody needs a freedom. Somebody needs a, a sense of um, to let go of something. We were talking about that earlier. We were talking about the Lord taking heavinesses and us casting down any kind of a thing. Can we just pause here for a moment and say, Holy Spirit, help me die to something. Whatever that thing is. The Bible says that the hope deferred makes the heart sick. Would you just die to whatever deferred your hope? Because the Lord wants to resuit you to put a new armor on you and get you ready for the next season of kingdom engagement. He wants to do something with you and I. I just feel so alive and talking about this. I feel so alive in my spirit that the Lord is saying, guys, gather around. There's a new anointing that's going to come on us. And we don't want to have anything hanging out on us that, doesn't, that, that, that deflects it. We want to be completely hungry for what the Lord wants. Are you with me? Let's praise Him. Just praise Him. Pray in the Spirit. Just praise Him for a minute. Hallelujah. Praise You, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise You, Lord. Praise You, Jesus. Praise You, Jesus. Because we're following... The, the, you know, Paul is just following the Lord in this. He says, look, there, there's things that, that we, we've just given over to death for Christ's sake. We die to that thing. We die to that so that the life of Jesus can be manifested in our mortal flesh. There's something that he says, I want you to die to something. This is a day where he goes, die to that. Now we're going to raise you up. And this is how he does it. Uh, Peter uh, actually spoke to this in 1 Peter 5.10. Read this with me aloud. And after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to His eternal glory in Christ, will Himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so, when I looked at this, I just sensed the Gospel of Jesus. I saw Jesus. When was, you know, He suffered. Are you there? He, he went through the suffering. So the question is, was Jesus restored? Was, was Jesus, has Jesus been confirmed as the Savior of mankind? Has He been strengthened in glory? Has He been established 
And I feel like, uh, you know, as I, even in that little moment of just coming up and playing the guitar up there and singing, and I sensed just a, a, a moment where the Lord was saying, even suffering through a sickness, I don't, I, I don't just let that happen without giving you something. And I just sensed this divine fire rise up and the whole room change. And you know, how many of you need moments like that? Where you could just be beat down and say, I'm, I've been so beat down. And the Lord says, we're not going to do that. And it, it, Paul's whole... Who went through the stuff like Paul did? Oh my gosh. But he gives us this secret. He says, I've got this divine power in me that no matter what situation I get in, I come out alive. Because I just embrace what put to death this whatever the stuff in my flesh needed to die, just let it put me to death. And I participated in the in the in walking with Jesus and letting him put some th- how many of you have some things in your thought life? Jesus God says, I want you to put this to death. See? And then then you 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 rise up out of that and you're going, This is not this is not how I'm functioning anymore. And I'm gonna tell you, there's been a season where Harold just wants to dump on you, right? But there's a new day. There's a definite new day. Holy Spirit's working in our midst. So, I want to get right to... I'm just going to come to the end here pretty quick. Let's look at uh, Matthew 24, 12-14. And I just have two little Scriptures here. I had a whole other section. I'm just, aren't you glad I let go of that other section? So, praise the Lord. I had no idea what it was, but I was so glad... This is one of those scriptures that really is telling about the nature of what's going on in the world. And it has to do, and there's more on this in uh, Thessalonians about this, the man of lawlessness and stuff. But it says, because of lawlessness, because lawlessness will be increased, the love of many will grow cold. See, so when, when, when things are promoted that are wicked, that are as if they're right, that's a lawless spirit. And it causes a disheartment. It can cause the heart to want to give up and grow cold. But look what he says in the middle of this. Just go ahead and say, I'm going to be a first 13 person. I'm going to be one who endures to the end. With Christ. With this power. This divine power that helps me participate with His divine nature. I'm going to go this way. And then he says this, and guess what? And this gospel of the kingdom will be proclaimed throughout the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. So, when we first started, there was a little video we saw. Let's put up, uh, don't, don't put the video up. <laughs> put up uh, Matthew seven twenty four. Do I have this right? Are there any other video, scriptures up there? Okay, next one. Then everyone who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it had been founded upon the rock. And what I'm saying is this. This is just this thing where we're camping today. There's a divine power within you and I. God's whole intention is because He's called you out of His glory and goodness to participate in His nature. 
in these days. He wants you and I to walk the way Jesus walked under the same unction of the Holy Spirit. Um, you have a hunger for it and you'll receive it. I just have that witness. There are things that the Lord's going to do. He's going to pour through your life. You've been preparing for it. It's going to happen. When you prepare your heart, the Lord says, okay, we're going to go now. And things begin to manifest through your life. We're not going to be those that are walking around crippled. We're going to be not... not see, the point of this last little slide here is simple. It's that you want to build your life on those whispers, on the eternal Word of God, building your life on the character of Jesus Christ as revealed in the Word of God. The last verse here says, and everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand and the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against the house and it fell and great was the fall of it. And I just want to go ahead and say, because of what's going on all through the body of Christ, this is occurring right now. And I, when I come before the Lord and I say, what are we doing? He says, it's all about me, Roger. It's all about me. Are you going to be clinging and walking with Jesus Christ? Are you going to be filled up with Him? Are you going to be walking with Him? So let's go back to one quick thing. Let's all stand together. Lord, just as we come um, and stand before Your throne, we come and ask for an impartation today. I think some of that's already been happening according to just what's been manifesting through the preaching. I'm going to pray this, guys. I'm going to just pray for me for a minute. Lord, I'm going to ask that You would help me put to fire and burn up everything that doesn't bring You glory. I ask that You would, before I get to heaven and have the hay wooden stubble burned up there, I'd like to ask that it be burned up here. That there would be something of a growing sensitivity to the walking in the victory of Jesus Christ these days that I haven't participated in as of yet. I'm praying for me. I'm asking for that. Holy Spirit, now for our congregation, just lift your head if that's you too. Say, I want to endure to the end in Christ Jesus. And I want to participate in your divine nature. Let's lift your hands, uh, would you? And I receive this moment the divine a, a resurgence, a renewal of the divine power. As I've let go of the faulty thinking, this is a spirit of repentance, guys. Just say, I'm turning to walk with you, Lord. I'm turning to walk with you, Lord, with a new sense of empowerment. Now, this is a, a, a new sense of life in Christ. Cause me to see what you want me to see around me, Lord. 
Hallelujah. Cause me to hear your voice like I have not heard. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Show me the next next sense of assignment. Give me a, a, a quickening how to participate with you. Hallelujah, Lord. Now let's just praise Him in the Spirit here. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, I don't know who you are, but somebody today is going to is going to walk right out of a trap. I don't know if you even know it, but there has been a trap, and you're walking right out of it today. You're not going to fall prey to the purpose of the adversary. You're coming right out of it. You're not going to fail. You're not going to fall. You're not going to come under that. You're going to walk right out of that. It's almost like um, the. Some of this might have been even kind of planned in your mind because of disappointment. But the Lord says, Today, you're leaving that. You're coming out of that trap. Let's praise the Lord here, guys. Nobody here wants to walk into a trap and be stuck and have to be soiled in the world. So, Lord, that same participation of that divine nature means we leave the corruption of the world and its evil desires. We just go ahead and praise you for the releasing power of the Holy Spirit in us, the life-giving freedom. Again, just in His presence, just receive the strength, receive the hope, Receive the infilling of His presence right now. Receive the freedom. The Bible says wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. There's freedom. There's freedom. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As we started this morning, there was a very sensitive and tender work of the Holy Spirit. Real sensitive and tender. And the Lord was showing us that he was going to, out of this, just this grace-filled strength that's just sweet and tender, he was going to move things out of our life. He's going to roll a big boulder away. He's going to separate the clouds. He's going to change things. And then Pastor Heather exhorted us to cast down stuff. And so we've been hearing the Word of the Lord. We're in a race we're running a race and there's a generation that's like come up with the baton you know some of us are picking up a new level and other ones are giving away some stuff but there's a there's a, a this is a transition time where the holy spirit is doing new things and your life is going to take off in ways that it wasn't before are you hearing me I'm really wanting just to hear God with us. And he showed me a baton. He said, some of them are going, you're going to, like in my life, there's some of the things I'm passing, giving away. But the Lord said, it's not, but we're not going to, we're going to go from glory to glory. Amen. Everybody said, amen. Amen. So I want more of Jesus. Amen.